The Big Ten's been wild to start the season, so we brought Danny Cannell on to give us his thoughts on the start of the year. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Coming up on today's show, we've got Danny Cannell in of CBS Sports HQ, brought to us by Bet Online to get you all of his thoughts on, of course, the latest lines from the Big Ten, but also a look at just his thoughts on the Big Ten teams to start the season, because it has certainly been a start to talk about. We'll get to that with Danny in just a moment, but of course, we'll start out with the biggest news from around the Big Ten here today. Biggest Big Ten news of the day actually comes out of the Pac-12. It was Pac-12 Commissioner George Klievkov. Klievkov, he didn't say anything that warranted me learning his name here today. It was pure nonsense, but did have some notes on UCLA leaving for the Big Ten. He had a whole lot of stuff really going on and some things that he said in a press conference. I, I guess it was here today, but it point being, some major points going on here said that Somebody said that he thinks that UCLA leaving is not only a bad move for them as a school, but also said that he doesn't expect any more Pac-12 schools to leave for the Big Ten, and that he thinks that UCLA is losing out on money by leaving the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten. Which is like, I haven't read through all of what he said, so I don't know exactly what the reasoning is behind it, but like... He's not right. Like He can't be right, right? Like That's not how that works here or how any of this has been working. I guess the point, if you're trying to find one here out of what's being said, or at least what I'm taking away from this, is that the Pac-12 is not ready or prepared for what is coming next. At least up here, mentally. Subscribe on YouTube. I was pointing to my head. Up here, mentally. He's not ready for what's coming in the big losses that the Pac-12 is about to take. This is a guy who, listen, if you want to find the numbers that say UCLA is going to lose money by going to the Big Ten, I'm sure you can find them. It's a public school. There's a lot of money going on around all universities. If you want to crunch them in a way that makes it seem like UCLA is not making a smart move here, be my guest. If you want to go out there and say that you're confident no other Pac-12 teams are going to leave for the Big Ten or anywhere else and you're united in where you stand, good for you. But it's just not correct. It's just not true. And I sit here and I wonder, how can this guy be standing at this podium and seriously talking to us, saying these things, when he sees the same things that we are seeing going on around him? But then I realized... Why wouldn't he think he could just do all that? Up until this point, in every situation that I can think of, if you were met with this kind of a challenge in any capacity from this position, if you're the commissioner of a conference of colleges, what have you done pretty much every single time anyone's questioned anything about the conference? You come out aggressive. You come out hard. You come out confident. Because up until this point, there's never been any reason not to. Conferences before this summer were too big to fail. So when you're looking at a guy like 
George Klyevkov, or however you say it from the Pac-12, saying these kind of things. You may at first be like, how can you be so foolish? But then you take a second to realize, oh, this has been working for decades. It's only just now that things are starting to change, and that's not going to make it any better for the Pac-12. They've got to really get ready for this thing now. But at least as far as I can see, right now the Pac-12 stance is still to be that confident, kind of aggressive forward when it comes to the uh, prospects of people losing. And I think they re need to really start getting more defensive because other teams are going to go. Other teams are going to go to the Big Ten, I would imagine, pretty soon. And the Pac-12 needs to be ready for whatever is next. Saying stuff like this, and to be fair, it is just stuff being said at this point. But staying, saying the things like this, if I'm a fan of this conference, makes me think that, okay, well, let's just get ready to see where our team's going to end up. Because this is not a move to try and keep the Pac-12 together if he really is believing that he's confident nobody else is leaving. If he's confident that UCLA is making a bad move by going to the Big Ten. That's delusional kind of stuff, if he actually believes it. Because there is no way that that's the case, and I'd be very interested to read all of the reasoning behind it. I guess I will, and I'll see if there's anything more notable to say here on the show tomorrow, but... At least as far as things look right now, this is a man clearly desperate to try and keep his conference together, but at the same time, still using the same tactics as when his conference was as strong as all the others. It's not going to work anymore, and I don't know if the Pac-12 has realized that yet. In other Big Ten news, the biggest story, Big Ten women's basketball schedule is out for the television broadcasts this winter, and while that's Fun enough in its own. You can go check out your school's schedule if you're looking to attend games or just want to know when the big ones are on. But big news as far as TV actually goes as to where these games are going to get played. We have one game on ABC and two games on Fox. That's not ESPN Plus. That's not ESPN. That's straight up ABC. First time ever we'll have a Big Ten women's basketball game on that network. And the first time ever... Big Ten women's basketball game will be on Fox two times this season. Uh, ESPN game, or I'm sorry, the ABC game, December 11th, Maryland faces off against UConn in a non-conference matchups on the American Broadcasting Company. And also, uh, two more games between Iowa and another Big Ten team on Fox. January 7th against Michigan is on Fox, and then Nebraska and Iowa do battle January 28th on Fox as well. That's a look at what we're looking at as far as Big Ten women's basketball TV schedules, some national exposure for the first time in the Pac-12, just saying some foolish stuff. But that's where we're at at the moment. We'll get to more here on football, of course, with Danny Cannell of CBS Sports HQ. He's coming to us courtesy of Bet Online, and we've got him here for you in just a second. Before any of that, though, a reminder that today's show is brought to you in part by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs can help you find a job, post a job, find the right candidate for your job, any of it, because LinkedIn is the number one professional social media network out there. If you're looking to find your next position or just looking to maybe get 
any sort of just kind of look at where you're going or if you're a business trying to find your next employee you can head on over to linkedin jobs and post your job for free right now where more than 40 million job seekers are going to see it every single week. So head on over to linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Of course, as always, terms and conditions apply. All right, we've got Danny Cannell here coming on the program a really, really fun interview we're going to have with him here, just talking about all the lines this weekend for Big Ten football. Of course, getting his thoughts on just what's going on in Big Ten football in general. And again, Danny brought to you by Bet Online, where you can get all the lines that we're going to be talking about here and anything else that you could possibly ask for when it comes to sports betting content. So head on over there to be sure to place your bets on the stuff that we're going to talk about right here, right now with Danny Cannell. You're tuned into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Joined by Danny Cannell here, brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Nate Dickinson. We're coming at you with a look at some of the Big Ten's lines for this week, as well as just some takes on what's been going on with this conference. Danny, it's been a weird start to the season for a Big Ten that's hoping to be really good again, but has not looked all that great top to bottom. What's your takeaway from what we've seen outside of the top of the top, the Michigan, the Ohio State of the Big Ten so far. Sure. It's great to be on with you, Nate. I'm fired up. Talk a little Big Ten football. I think it's early, right? I think we have to kind of wait and see what transpires here on the back end of the season. I will say this. Some of the losses that looked bad early, like a Washington State coming to Wisconsin, going into Madison, getting that win. I'd say let's see what happens to Washington State. Like, let's see what they are. I think there's a lot of Pac-12 schools that are a lot better, including Washington, who, you know, just beat down Michigan State pretty handsomely. Those schools are much better than they've been in the past few years. I mean, the the Pac-12 was really decimated by COVID. They lost essentially an entire year of development. And now I think you're starting to see, after we're further removed from that year, They're starting to become more of the powerhouses that we came to know in the Pac-12. So I don't think the losses are as devastating as you would think. Now, it doesn't help when you have Nebraska struggle and you're having to make a coaching change and they get smoked by Oklahoma. But that's one of those ones where every conference has issues with some of their teams that might be traditional powerhouses that are struggling. But let's see how things play out of the back end of the season. And the good news is you have not one but two legit playoff contenders in the Big Ten, which is the most important thing when you talk about relevance in college football. Of course, of course. Um, How much do you think or how big do you think the gap is between those two teams and where everyone else is at right now? In the Big Ten, I think it's probably pretty significant. I mean, it's Big Ten in the entire country. Penn State, obviously, with the start to their season, getting that impressive win is a team I would consider as – you know, it's it's one of those ones, Jack. I'm debating on whether to make that take, Nick, where or Nate, uh, excuse me, <laughs> if, if they're going to go ahead and knock one of those programs off. Like, are they going to pull off the upset either against Michigan or Ohio State? I don't think there's any chance they beat two, but could they really dampen their chances to make the playoff? I think that is becoming more of a realistic uh, possibility, especially look with the physicality they're playing. The defense is looking good. Sean Clifford is showing that he's developed he's continued to develop because every year he's gotten better and better now it looks like he's playing better than ever they've got a run game to go with him so i think i'm buying more into penn state could potentially you know 
mess play play that role like throw a wrench into the playoff plans of either Michigan or or Ohio State is anybody in the west anywhere near good enough to make any noise ooh anybody in the west let's see Nate anybody at um, all just one <laughs> i would say See, like, I'm not still ready. I mean, I, you'll find out a lot about this weekend. I would say Minnesota's a team that was a trendy pick. I mean, the West was good. We knew it was going to be competitive coming in, right? There was no lock to win the division. I'd say Minnesota still has the best possibility. They are 3-0. They've got a big monster matchup this weekend where we'll find out uh, a lot about them as well as their opponent in Michigan State. And it's a tremendous opportunity for them to kind of step up into the driver's seat of that one. So, I think P.J. Flex squad is playing really good right now. I know they had the receiver to Altman Bell, so we'll see what kind of impact that has on the offense. But I still like the Gophers uh, as that team that kind of can at least avoid that conversation, which I've seen some float around, not in the Big Ten parts, but say, oh, is this the worst division in college football? I'm not willing to go there yet, and I think it's way too early for that type of take. Well, that's what it's been so far, though. It's just Minnesota isn't a team that's proven it yet. They just haven't really messed up so far. And as far as the Big Ten West goes, that's really all you need to be. You mentioned the matchup this weekend. One of the two big, big, Big Ten games that we've got coming up on this slate, Michigan State against Minnesota. It's at Michigan State, but Minnesota comes in as the favorite here. Do you think the Gophers are the better team? Um, I don't. I actually love the home dog here in Michigan State. I was just telling you how much better I think Washington is. Now, that loss might not have looked pretty, but I think this is time for Mel Tucker to come back and prove. What did he say after the game? He said, I was a horse bleep coach in that game. Um, <laughs> you know, And I love the fact that he took ownership of it, but I still think Sparty's going to get the best of this game at home. And you give me three points to go along with it. I'll go ahead and jump over that all day long. And I think Peyton Thorne will be fine. I trust this team. Seattle, by the way, is one of the more hostile environments in the entire country to try to go play in. So I think this is a little bit of an overreaction to that loss against Washington. So I'm going to go ahead and take Michigan State here in those points as the home dog. Minnesota's been solid early this season, but I think Michigan State has been tested by their opponents clearly more than New Mexico State, Western Illinois, and Colorado, who's probably on the verge of firing their coach, Carl Durrell. So I think Michigan State tested. It might not have passed the test, but at least they've been tested by tougher opponents so far. More with Danny coming up in just a second. A reminder that he is brought to you by Bet Online here today. Bet Online is the place to go for any of your sports gambling needs. Whether you want to actually get the money in on the games with the most odds, lines, and props on anything that you could possibly want to find, or if you're looking to just learn a little more about how this all works, or just if you're more advanced, find the latest movements on lines and things like that through the week, Bet Online can be a one stop shop for you. I know if you're into this, you probably go to a whole bunch of different sites to get all sorts of different knowledge, but you can find it all in one place and make things a lot easier with Bet Online, where the game starts. Danny Cannell with us here, brought to you by Bet Online. Let's talk about some of those lines here. Again, anything you hear on the show, you can play along with us at Bet Online if you want to get it on the action. Uh, Danny, you mentioned one of the biggest games of the weekend in the Big Ten is Michigan State against Minnesota. It's right now Minnesota going in as the favorite on the road, though, despite having never been ranked. They still have an unblemished record, and the line line setters, at least right now, are respecting that. Do you? 
No, I like Sparty here playing at home. I like the home dog. I think this is an overreaction to what we saw in Washington. And earlier in the show, Nate, we were talking about Washington being a much better team with Kalen DeBoer matching up with his quarterback that he had from the Big Ten, Michael Penix, who just really, I think, surprised Michigan State in that game. Now it's a get-right game. I think you'll get Michigan State's best uh, fight here, and I think you'll get their best performance. I mean, Mel Tucker after that game, what do you say? He said, I, I was a horse bleep coach in that one. Now he's got, I'm sure some of that frustration was taken out on his staff and the players this week. They'll be prepped and ready to go. I wouldn't even hate it if you took Michigan State to win the game outright. No, I think it's going to be a close game. Whichever side you like, you should probably just take straight up money line on it. Uh, may not be the same for the Ohio State game against Wisconsin. Spreads at 19 points right now at Bet Online, Danny. It's been this way for every Ohio State football game for the past few years, just about. But Buckeyes coming here again as big favorites. And I don't have any reason to think they're not going to blow the doors off Wisconsin. I don't know if it gets to 19, but I'm not seeing this one being very close. All right, Nate. We might have to track these. If I come back on the show, we'll see if we have any disagreements. So I think I think this game could mirror what you saw in the Notre Dame game, right? Notre Dame was able defensively to slow them down somewhat. They were able to run the ball a little bit. Now, the defense showed up for Ohio State. That's probably the biggest biggest storyline of Ohio State this year is the defensive improvements. We all knew what the offense was going to be. And now it is scary how awesome they've been. And CJ Stroud keeps compiling numbers. And all of a sudden, you're seeing guys outside of Jackson, Sith, and Jigba with him being out for a little a while that you're seeing guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. come to the forefront. But I think this game could play out the way Notre Dame did. You've got a run-based team who's got a game manager at quarterback who can play great defense. And Jim Leonard's defense, I think, is one of the best ones in the Big Ten. I think you'll get their best effort. Clearly, Ohio State's going to win this game, but I think it's too many points for me against one of those perennial, power, perennial powerhouses uh, from that division on the other side. So I'll go ahead and take the Badgers here in the points in this one. It'll be a good game on both sides, no matter what happens. Michigan State and Minnesota is going to have some effect on how that plays out in the Big Ten. Obviously, if Wisconsin pulls off the upset, it'll shut its center across college football. But aside from just lines, this before we let you go, Danny, I want to get a look into the Heisman odd here and what you think about the Big Ten candidates. C.J. Stroud's been the favorite, but now, now you have running backs getting into the conversation, Travion Henderson and, and Blake Corm are having good years. And also, most interestingly, J.J. McCarthy, since he's been put into the starting role, is inched up, I think he's sixth best odds on Bet Online right now to take home that trophy. And yes, he is right now coming in at 25 to 1. I mentioned C.J. Stroud's the favorite at 5 to 2. Are there any Big Ten players you think could sneak in and win that award other than what, of course, the favorite has in C.J. Stroud? I think J.J. McCarthy is a name to keep an eye on. Uh, I really do. And even without you know starting the first game, losing stats that might put them up there, I think the way he plays and he's going to have a massive opportunity as the underdog in Columbus during that rivalry game where if he somehow pulls off that upset, man, I think you would see him vault right to the top of that. Michigan schedule, eight home games, another fairly easy game this week against Maryland. I just don't know if he's going to get challenged that much. Now, C.J. Stroud, 
I, I'm I'm more of somebody who likes to look for a little better value, like take somebody flying under the radar as opposed to going with the favorite. The problem with being the favorite from the get-go is that people look for a stumble, and you might have a stumble that doesn't seem that big or it doesn't hurt that bad from your team chances, but it can really hurt in the voters' eyes. They have this standard of perfection, like, oh, you're the guy that was the favorite. You have to maintain it. And also, with Travion Henderson and the other weapons he's got, I'm curious to see if you could see some of votes that would go C.J. Stroud's way if he was just the only reason that offense was flourishing, possibly going to his back. Travion Henderson's been outstanding. And I don't know if Blake Corum will generate that much discussion or take away that many votes from J.J. McCarthy. So if I was going to take a flyer on somebody, it'd be J.J. McCarthy. Even though we've seen him very little and we really haven't seen him tested, I just I still think the value's there to take maybe a flyer with him. I think it's a really good point you make about those guys taking away the votes from those quarterbacks potentially. And I agree. I think JJ McCarthy, if you're going off of like what's maybe just the most valuable pick, even outside of what you think about the players, I think a 25 to 1 JJ McCarthy is maybe one of the most valuable bets you can get out there given the potential that he has to go out there and just kind of have that kind of an explosive season. And the storyline is already lined up for him. We know that. All right, Danny Cannell here, brought to you by Bet Online, coming on to give us some of his thoughts here. We'll hopefully have you back on soon to chat some more, as I know there will be some more going on in the Big Ten to chat about. Danny, thanks for taking a couple of minutes here to talk to us. Uh, go ahead and let anybody know where they can get a hold of you and what they can be looking at from you if they want to before you leave us. Sure. You can find most of my work at CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports Network. And of course, I got the radio shows on Sirius XM. You can pretty much find those anywhere. Nate, I hope that I get back on. And if we do, I want you to remember that Wisconsin-Ohio State game. You got the Buckeyes. I got the Badgers. We'll see what happens and we'll remember it. All right? We got a spreadsheet going. We've been keeping yep. track of such things when our, <laughs> with the people we have on the show. So we'll definitely get you on there and see how you do. Thanks again, Danny. We'll talk to you Thanks. soon. You got it, Nate. See you.